You're listening to a One Fine Baby podcast. One Fine Baby acknowledges the traditional owners of land and water that this podcast is recorded on and pays respects to elders past, present and emerging. How many times have you winced your way through that cold cup of coffee just for the caffeine kick? Or tripped over the same toy you've put away 10 times? We have toothpaste on our t-shirt and tiny humans screaming our name. The Cold Coffee Hot Mess Podcast is here to bring you the real side of parenting and serve up the juiciest survival hacks for this season of life that you can implement today. Hello, team. (laughs) You always wonder what I'm going to say, don't you? I know. I'm just waiting for the hello, hello, hello. It takes everything inside me not to start that way. Um, But it's your hosts of the Cold Coffee Hot Mess Podcast. I'm Olivia. I'm Nadine. And we are so thrilled to be back in your ears. Yes. You're excited as a business owner at the moment, aren't you? As a retailer. I saw you shopping this morning. Don't push this on me. Look, I'm not going (laughs) to sit here and lie to you. She wasn't working. She was shopping (laughs) online, the Black Friday sales. Or was I? Was it research? Mm-hmm. Will you ever know? Yeah, it could have been work. Yeah, it could have been. been. You're been. lucky with You'll that. You'll never right. know. I'll leave you to that. But yeah, lots of sales at the moment. Lots of juicy sales for yeah, Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Toddy's on sale, just so everyone oh, knows. Shameless up to 50% plug. off. Shameless plug. I don't 50%. Know if I do it. Up to 50%. Oh my gosh, so many of my friends actually legitimately Gifting want a Toddy. Gifting opportunity. So, yeah, yeah, like, so great, great idea. Just okay. Like, anyway, back to Black Friday in general. Yeah, it's yeah, good. Yeah, great. This is the biggest hack we can do for Christmas shopping, yeah. right? Yeah. What we do in our family group is we do a Kris Kringle so everyone buys for one person uh-huh. and then we all put our wish list in as early as possible so that we can take advantage of the Black Friday sales. Yeah. So we've done that for a few years now. It works well. Do you remember back in the day it was like Boxing Day sales? You'd hold off buying Christmas presents and then go shopping Yeah, but Boxing now, Day like sales? even with Black Friday and Boxing Day, like Boxing Day sales start this before is... Christmas and like Black oh, Friday sales have already it. started. It's not supposed to have started yet. What are they doing it's, Do you know us? what it's like? It's like leaving for a long weekend in the car and then leaving on like a Thursday thinking that it's going to be you getting ahead of the game but everybody's leaving on the Thursday now so it's just as congested there are no rules the rules are there out are the window. no rules are out the window it's like a playground for big kids oh my yeah. god it's an open it's an open bloody field everyone's just doing their own thing yeah. I love it feel sorry for the Amazon drivers but you know, yeah oh god one. yeah overworked aren't they god oh well bit of money um other quick update is we've decided not to send Eva to school next year Oh, so yeah, oh, yes. it's been a year in the making, this decision. <laughs> Basically, it just came down to after getting her tonsils out, just like recovered for two weeks. And then after that, she was just having emotional really... meltdown after emotional meltdown. Do you think it's got to do with the tonsils coming out? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, because you've mentioned quite a few meltdowns. Oh, since. like more, more than so I've than ever, ever known. Yeah. yeah, like, and I'm just not used to it. And look, it could be developmental. But I just think it, we were teetering on the edge of what to do anyway. And I feel like that was just her way of telling us, guys, I'm not yep. ready. Decision made. So, look, it's what we Full needed. At least ahead. it's happening now mm-hmm. and not January, February. So, yeah, good. So, we've landed. Um, that must feel good that you made that decision. Yes. We are moving her daycares just to feel like she's progressing and okay. we're calling it like kinder. Great. So, yeah, things are changing, but I think it's all going to be awesome. for the best for her. Yeah, that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about, all baby. Out. The best for the babies. All right. Well, let's dive into this one. Oh, this is a cracker. I need this. This is You do need this with what you're going through with Eva. Oh, Sarah from Secure Foundations. She's great. She's all about toddler tantrums and how to, you know, prevent, understand, diffuse, deal with. Mm. But like all the way up to like she was talking about Max as well. So up to 10. <laughs> like, you know. I got a few tips on parenting too. Oh, my God. Didn't we? Didn't we just? So, yeah, um, anyone with any child of any age will benefit yeah. from this chat that's all for right sure. well let's go let's okay. get into it 
So today we want to give a big welcome to Sarah Belitho, the proud founder and director of Secure Foundations. Yay. Welcome. Welcome, Sarah. <laughs> we are all very excited yes. about now, this one. Sarah has been working with children and families for over a decade to support them to break generational patterns of parenting, show up as parents mm-hmm. um, that they wanted to be, and to foster secure attachment and emotional intelligence in little humans, which is so important. And Sarah, can you tell us a little bit about your qualifications and how you came to be where you are doing what you're doing yeah of course so I have an undergrad in psychology I did a psychology with honours in that was in the UK then I came to Australia at 21 with a backpack <laughs> and long story short I ended up in the Northern Territory after lots of traveling around and started working in the child protection system up there awesome which was an incredible experience but mm. not without its challenges as mm-hmm. I'm sure you could probably imagine Then I had my own baby and realized that actually parenting was really flipping hard. (laughs) Um, And I was like, oh goodness. I I, like, I knew on a logical scale how to parent and the important things that needed to go into that parenting relationship. And then on a practical level, I was like, oh, how do I actually manage all of these emotions and my own emotions? And and I actually realized just how much of my own stuff was coming up. Mm. So I went back to study and I started to study a master's in child play therapy. And that was the missing piece for me. It's been an incredible journey. So that's been over the last four years that I've been studying that whilst raising three babies they've been multiplying on me wow (laughs) yeah so I started secure foundations in 2021 sharing bits that I was learning along the way reflections on my own parenting journey and it's kind of just grown from there so now I run an online membership for parents sharing the knowledge that I have from play therapy and how that can infiltrate into parenting to help really strengthen those connections and those relationships and that's what we all want isn't it things have changed as well since our parents are parenting us it's like a three, 180. They wouldn't. 180 for sure. I don't like know everything. if it's legal to parent the way I, we were parenting. I don't think it is. <laughs> it's really interesting and it's. I think it's a really exciting time. But also I think this, like the gentle parenting thing, it's really easy to get caught up in it and also lost in it as mm. well. The things that we're trying to achieve by parenting with respect for children and fostering their autonomy comes with a fine balance of also having a firm back mm-hmm. and comes with a firm balance of actually being sturdy enough to lead without bending into children, which can have the opposite effect than what we're trying to have. Yes. I think it's that balance, isn't it? That's so hard is you want a certain result and you want to get there in the least abrasive way. How is it that we can have that respect for How what can they we be want? be firm but kind? And get but, what we want yeah. ultimately, hmm. get the result we want. That's what, <laughs> that's what I want to know. Can you tell us yeah. the secret? What's the secret there? <laughs> I, I think about this phrase from the circle of security parenting that is what you're trying to achieve in a nutshell. So it's about being bigger and wiser and stronger, but kind in all of your interactions. And often the firmness is the kindness that children really need. Children want to know that they can rest in the safety of you and that you will also lead them. So when I think about boundary setting, I think about setting a boundary as one of the kindest things that I can do to children to say that I'm actually trustworthy. I've said this thing, I'm sticking with this thing and I'm here for you to let me know how hard that is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Making them feel safe. Yeah, but you've got to go through with whatever... the threat is a bad word to call, say. Uh, but you know, like when you say, if you don't do this, well, this is going to happen. And then they don't do it. Yeah, really have to go through, right? Is that what you're talking about? Like 
setting boundaries like and you have to commit to that what you've said yeah so I think about the difference between a rule that you've set and a boundary so a rule being an expectation that you have of your children knowing that you've got no control over whether or not they do that thing right so we don't get to control the outcome of a rule mm. that's where our boundaries are in. so say for example we have a rule that you're not to jump on the couch we know kids <laughs> love jumping on couches yep. so that's where my boundary comes in the rule is that you can't jump on the couch if you're having a hard time i will help you down if you choose to jump on the couch then you choose for me to help you off it right that's the difference between the rule and the boundary okay so there's no like five Basically. four three two one and it just stares at me if i do that like yeah, yeah now what oh i just hate it when i get to the one i'm like exactly oh, I'm have to follow this is the thing right so i see this out and about all the time i'm mm. going to count to three and even I'm there like, oh, I'm so excited to find out what's going to happen when they get to three. <laughs> Let me tell you, nothing. <laughs> it's empty. <laughs> <laughs> nothing, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and you can see the kids like, oh, wonder what's going to happen when they count to three. But then you can see the parent then has to escalate yeah. to a new threat and perhaps a little bit of a bribe to the point where nobody has control mm. and then it needs force. Yeah. And then you get into bigger, wiser, stronger, but not kind. Yeah, right. I'd really love to just get your philosophy on toddler behavior and tantrums. Why toddler tantrums mm. occur and trying to prevent them, let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, trying to avoid them. Yeah. Um, tantrums are really hard. Yeah. They are an overload on our sensory systems. They're an overload on our emotional systems mm. and they can be really hard to navigate. I just want to caveat my advice with that, that yeah. I get it on a personal and a professional level. And I think if we can just see tantrums as frustration, yeah. how would that shift things for you? So if we think about a tantrum as a result of and an outlet to overwhelming frustration, mm -hmm. that feels so much easier to relate to mm. Then, oh, here we go again. <laughs> Love's thrown herself on the floor oh, for the 17th dramatic time much. Like, that's how I feel about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so if we can see it as an overload of frustration, mm. how does that shift things? Toddlers have this emerging autonomy. Their gross motor skills have developed to a point that they can do lots of things themselves. Mm -hmm. So there's often this sort of juxtaposition with what they want to achieve on their morning and what we want to achieve with our morning. If we think about how often children actually get blocked from what they're wanting and needing in the moment, we continue to just compound these experiences that lead to this frustration. You know, it might be a tantrum over the red bowl, not the blue bowl. Mm. And so to them, the red bowl is everything. Yeah. So what if, and I find this scenario happens to me more often than not, but I've got like half an hour to get out the door. So I need fall in line. Okay. It's toast. It's get dressed. Yeah. It's brush teeth. It's go. And any messing with that has consequences because then I'm late to work Then you're late to daycare. There's a knock on effect. I'm frazzled. Everyone's frazzled. Like is giving into them, giving into them and it's indulging these tantrums and showing them that they, all they have to do is kick up a fuss and they'll get whatever they want. So I think that there's something really important to know. There are times when we need to shift our boundaries mm. And let certain balls drop in order to meet demands of the day. So there may be a time where the tantrum is over something that you can change mm. and you get to decide whether or not you're prepared to change that for them or not. Mm -hmm. Things that cannot be changed, we need to help kids to accept futility. So this is where that frustration happens and the tantrum happens and we can either help them to adapt, which is where we're happy to move things and we're happy to change the bowl for them. Or we help them to accept that this thing can't actually be changed 
and they have that tantrum and we allow that to finish. Mm -hmm. What I would say though, is that there are lots of things you can do to help your child accept that this is not something that can be changed. And over time, the intensity and the duration of those tantrums will reduce Mm -hmm. because they get to accept and they get to understand that sometimes there are things that mum isn't going to change for me. I can be frustrated about that. Mm. I know that I can cope and I can get through it. I've had enough experiences of that. Yeah. But there's still many adults that have tantrums. Mm-hmm. You'll know them in the workplace. Yeah. <laughs> still many adults that don't get their own way and behave in really inappropriate ways. Yep. Really controlling, manipulative ways. Yeah. I would argue that they are the adults that didn't get the experience as children to be able to express their emotions. Okay. So they have Ooh. no appropriate way of being able to regulate that frustration. <laughs> yeah, it's hitting home. That's good. Yeah, that makes sense to me. These adults that are still having tantrums mm. aren't the ones that were having tantrums and space held no. for them when they were little. These okay. aren't the adults that had opportunity to express a full range of emotions. These are the adults that had them squashed and haven't learned ways to cope with that emotion. And so where possible, let them have the tantrum. Let them go through the yeah, ride. Yeah, this is what I want to know. So yeah. do you let them go for the ride? <laughs> like, do you... Or like wherever we are. We're all on the ride, baby. Yeah. We are on the roller coaster. (laughs) Yeah. So the thing is that we're not necessarily allowing children to have a tantrum. This is something that they're doing. If we trust in the innate process that the body has to process the stress hormones that happen as a result of having tantrums, it's not our process to manage. Mm. It's theirs. So by doing or donting, I'm not allowing them to have a tantrum. They're doing it because that's what their body needs to do in order to get back to a state of regulation. Mm-hmm. I've got this overwhelming feeling. I don't know what to do with it. I don't have the emotional literacy to tell you that I'm really frustrated and disappointed with you that I didn't get the blue ball. <laughs> and so I'm doing the best I can with the resources that I've got at the moment. Right. Mm. I don't get to control that process. I don't get to decide whether or not this is an appropriate response to the blue bowl. If we trust that children know what they need to do in order to get back to a state of regulation, we can let go of so much control and so much worry about that process. Yeah. I found it was like a learned behavior though. When my kids started going to daycare, they started the tantrums just went up like crazy. I feel like, like that's blaming the other kids. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe. But they were perfect before they went to daycare. But you know, like it's a learned behavior because you see they see other kids get their own way if they do certain things or is it developmental like is that is this what's behind the terrible twos and the teenagers is it developmental this regulation or or lack of regulation of emotions like what's behind it absolutely there's not a toddler on the planet that hasn't had a tantrum (laughs) and that's because of the way that brains develop so our brains develop in a sequential manner and Mm -hmm. in a hierarchical manner so children don't have access to the logical part of the brain that we have as adults and that can take well over 25 years to fully develop but also when children go to daycare there's so much extra stress on their systems there's the sensory overwhelm Mm. there's the transitions there's the lack of primary attachment figure yeah there's so many social dynamics to manage there's time away from home there's all of these extra things that are loading on their system that are causing them to budge out of their natural window of tolerance and so we will see a natural increase in tantrums around that time because yes it's developmental but also it's environmental it's environmental that's what happened to your kid They were perfect. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Sarah, what I really want to know is when we're in public, what Mm. do we do? Because that's the awkward thing. 
Like, isn't it like you see a mum and if they're rugby holding a over the side, you know that child she's asked him or her oh, like millions of times to, to do something. Do something and it's just like last resort, pick him up and let's go. We're going home. And it's home. so embarrassing when you're out and about and they're and they're melting down. It's like how do you can you give us some ways to de-escalate those situations to stop the embarrassment and kind of grab hold of the situation back? <laughs> One thing I really want you to know is that their behavior is not a reflection on you. Whenever I see a mum out there in public with a toddler, I'm like, oh man, I so get how hard this feels for you. It's like a little club, isn't it? Solidarity. Yeah, Yeah. and we've all been there. Mm -hmm. But there is nothing wrong with you as a parent if your kid has a tantrum out in public. It is so hard in the moment. And when we see another mum having a hard time in public with their toddler, nobody thinks, oh God, what a terrible parent you are. Have a look at you. Your kid's out of control. We think we've been there, babe. Mm, Get it. Yeah, you got this. (laughs) Let's say the same thing to ourselves. Everyone else has been there. So children just want to be understood. Mm -hmm. They just want to feel seen, heard, understood. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So whatever it is that's causing that tantrum, we can validate that experience for them without actually giving them what they're asking for. So say it might be that lollipop. Oh, you really wanted that lollipop. They're not available today, but we can take a picture of this one and save it for next time. Mm, Next time I come to the shops, I'll check my phone and we'll see what we've got in there that you want. I'll remember it for next time. But they do remember that. Like they have the most (laughs) amazing memories and they do come up. Do you remember that time, mum? And then you're like, oh gosh, I know. Got to go through that. Yeah, but also like do that. What a great way to say to your kids. Actually, I was out at the shops today. I was thinking yeah. about you. I'm reliable and I'm trustworthy. Yeah. And I bought you that lollipop that I took the photo of. <laughs> yeah. Following through, but in a positive way. You know, we were talking okay. about following through on the threats, like building, <laughs> <laughs> but building that security and that faith in each other is a great, like building doing it in a positive. Yeah. Actually, yes. mum does what she says she's yes. going to do. Mum's not full of shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes there's a need for the surfboard hold because kids are tired and you just need to get that kid home to bed and there's nothing there's no amount of tools that is ever going to overcome a tired kid and sometimes the most helpful and the kindest thing is to say babe this is really hard for you right now and I'm going to help you get to the car and go home to bed yeah because I know as somebody that is bigger and wiser and kind that that is the best thing for you right now what else are we doing that we should that we might not know we're doing that can make it harder than it needs to be fearing the meltdown (laughs) got that received living in fear yeah living in fear of the meltdowns and actually when we when we live in fear of the meltdowns and we prevent them from happening what can happen is that we have a um a rising of cortisol and adrenaline that never gets processed and then kids are never returning to baseline So what's happening is that these are the kids that we often see that feel like they go from zero to a hundred like that. These kids are never at zero. Mm. These kids are starting at 75, 80. So every little thing is feeling big to them because they're not getting this opportunity to fully have an outlet. So when I am, when I'm able to fully process my difficulties, I'm able to return to a level of base that gives me a better chance at coping with life. Yes, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So they need to get it every out of time system. something's, yeah, exactly mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the other thing I think is really helpful to think about is what is it 
we say to kids, stop it, cut it out, get over it. What's the it? The it is an unmet need or an unprocessed emotion that needs bringing to the surface. So for your guy, Nadine, it might be that he wants to feel a sense of power over his sister. Feeling, wanting to feel powerful is a human need. Mm-hmm. We all get that. It's okay for Max to feel that. And there's ways that he can meet his power need without exerting it over his sister every single time. Like letting him win Uno once in a while. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or because the other thing is we say to kids. <laughs> but we say to kids oh it's okay to lose and then how often do we lose against them we're not showing them that it's okay to lose because we're at competition with them yeah that's true yeah eva Eva cracks it if she loses but yeah i think that's it's important yeah monopoly was a hard one how to lose yeah (laughs) it's important to learn how to lose this this might sound a bit but we're so obsessed with kids learning how to lose Mm. that we forget to teach them how to win yeah yeah, true, because that's what it's all about in the soccer fields. Like, you know, good sportsmanship, learning how to accept loss and everyone's, yeah. And that's all great, but they also need to learn how to celebrate how their to wins celebrate and experience the, win. the wins. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah because the kids that thing. don't know how to win are really a bit twatty. <laughs> a bit you know, twatty. Like, I love that. <laughs> so how can we yeah. as parents play with them in a way that actually allows them to win and then how do we graciously accept losing but then also how do we show them that we can graciously win as well Mm. leading by example just on the topic of being a bit twatty um is there i'm sure you're going to say no to this but my (laughs) i'm coining that phrase my girlfriend has a, a little girl who's three and i have my eva who's four and a half and they look i I feel, and I want to know if this is a thing, can children just be a little bit manipulative and a bit twatty? And, like, they just, and they they play on you, they understand how to get what they want, and they are just being a little bit manipulative and a little bit twatty. Is that a thing? Or is it always an emotion that they're trying to regulate and you have to meet them in the middle, let them experience it? Is there, is there more science behind it or is there just they are a bit twatty at times? think you're giving them far too much credit i don't know eva's pretty maniacal (laughs) she can be i think you're giving them too much credit okay i think that as a parent you can feel manipulated when you're unclear about what you're trying to achieve you're unclear on your values you're unclear on your rules and you're unclear on your boundaries Mm -hmm. so generally when we feel like kids are being manipulative it's because we're feeling some level of resentment and it usually comes down to um um like some instability in right. our communication okay because can you she, give me an example well she will for instance um halloween not that long ago she <laughs> got a whole bucket of eva got a whole bucket of chocolate i tried to explain to her after the sixth or seventh chocolate that that was probably enough for today and that we can revisit another day she then goes to my husband behind my back asks him when he says no because united front um yeah she then i see her going up taking one running underneath the table when i ask her what she's doing nothing nothing yeah opening um like that's like that's i mean to get the stealth required yeah to get to up to the chocolates 
it's a lot of planning. It's a lot. It's a perfect execution. It's not being caught. Yeah. Like it's not just going up and grabbing it. Like she's thought about it. It's yeah. She knows it's a no. She understands that. She's four and a half, but she does it anyway. Yeah. You know. So the rule is know that there's no more chocolate. Yeah. How do we set the boundary okay. to enable some containment for her? Mm-hmm. Knowing that she has reduced impulse control, knowing that she has a great desire for the chocolate <laughs> and knowing that we've said no, but also is it probably no or is it definitely no? On my mind, it's definitely no, but maybe. Need to be... okay, but you said probably. It's right. probably enough chocolate. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So how clear am I in that communication? And then how can I con- how can I contain her to be able to accept that it is absolutely no and I'm not changing my mind? So see how this feels to you. Oh, Evie, no, I think that's probably enough today. No, no, no. We're not with mm, six is enough. We're gonna I'm not gonna let you have any more. So she goes to dad. Versus Evie, the chocolate is finished for today and I'm gonna put it away. Oh well that felt much more definitive. The second yeah. one. Yeah. I'm taking the chocolate away. I'm putting it away and I'm not changing my mind today, no matter how many more times you ask. Well, now I'm very, I'm sure that that's a no. And so then if there's a meltdown following that, that's okay. Just don't fear the meltdown. Yeah. Because the thing is, right, over time, she gets to understand that when I say I'm not changing my mind, I'm not. Yeah. Come what may. We recently had a family holiday to Bali, right? Yeah. But I've asked my husband for a family holiday to Bali so many times <laughs> in the last 12 months. And he's leaving me a window to continue to beg him, right? <laughs> so he'll say, mm, I don't know about that. Or, you know, I don't think we've got any time this year. But I'm like, he's not. He's, he's not saying, saying no. absolutely not. Don't ask me again. <laughs> he's leaving it wide open for me to continue talking about it. And then one time he was like, look, sir. I don't think a holiday is on the agenda for this year. I'm not going to change my mind. And I was like, oh, I like it. Yes. I'm not going to ask again. Feel safe. Like that felt so good to me because I was like, I know exactly where you stand. I feel like that I, you're the only person I would like see to say that. <laughs> like I felt really good that he said no to a Bali holiday. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, not yeah. compute. <laughs> me but yeah no I get what you mean that you you, there was no room for potentials like it was yeah clear okay so no is no just don't no is no you're wasting wasting your time by continuing to ask me yes directiveness assertiveness does it mean because I usually say don't even ask no don't even don't even ask me again is that just mean I know you're no bullshit when you say that no but that's my problem I'm too nice I'm leaving it open you're being very definitive (laughs) that's good yeah But I think as well, you can, firm is kind. Like it's very important for kids to know that they are standing in black and white because they don't do grey. No. When we leave kids in grey areas, we leave them open to continue to test because they want to find out what side we're sitting on. Yes. So when we say to them, you know, it might be um, Nadine that they've asked to go to a friend's house, right? Can I go to a friend's house this weekend? Can I go to a friend's house? Can I have a play date? Can I have a play date? We've got plans this weekend and I'm not changing my mind about the play date. Okay, cool. I'm not asking again. Yep. There's, that gives them that. way that. of saying. They're yeah. in black or white then. Black yeah. and white. I see I'm a black and white girl. Yeah, well, that's good. <laughs> that's great. 
Okay, look, that has just been a bit mind-blowing for me. I feel yeah, like there's I've been just, heaps it's of turned <laughs> my parenting on its head. Just in the slight changes to language even, yeah, I'm, I'm having a bit of and a like... communication sh- and language, yeah. Yeah. Mm. I am. I was leaving things a bit open. I was fearing the meltdowns. Um, and I was, yeah, I was probably not fair to Eva in that respect. Yeah, yeah because I was giving in to Freddie because he's only two and a half. Is my excuse for everything. He's a baby. I so know. we're going to test it out this weekend, aren't we? Oh, no, tonight when you're really tired. <laughs> and we're going to give you wheat fix or cheese wheat or toast. Wheat on cheese or toast. And we're going to – sorry, yeah. Freddie, Cars is not on the agenda today. Oh. Cars is not happening. Let's see how it goes. Yeah. Terrifying. Mm-hmm. Um, so Without now, being sorry, though. But Oh, yeah, don't oh, yeah. say sorry. Don't say sorry. <laughs> never, never admit, never admit Practice fault. Practice makes perfect. Never admit fault. Okay. Um, that was amazing. You know, we – those yeah thank you so much thank Sarah. you so much those that was awesome mind-blowing tips there and um and if and anyone tools. else wants any more information where can they go to um they can go to find me on instagram at secure foundations mm-hmm. that's probably where i i hang out the most um i do also have a an ebook all about tantrums oh that great we would, um probably drop a link to or something yeah absolutely we'll pop it in the show notes and what can they just give us a quick what can they find in that that can help them so there's the science behind why tantrums happen yep how to prevent them what to do during them with some ideas of some scripts and things Mm -hmm. and then also how to repair the relationship with your child after you have also had a tantrum with them (laughs) that's good the making up so that yelling and stuff that i do is actually a tantrum yeah you're having a tantrum Oh, you need to come together with bells afterwards and yeah, make, oh make good. Feel like <laughs> awful. You need the ebook. Well, I've got you. I'm just going to make a shameless plug about these. You just reminded me. Can I send oh. you some of these? What are they? To see, um, it's called Cope Mates. Mm. They um have a little wooden block. They're basically affirmation cards with a <gasps> twist. So on the front, they're all um Cute. like hand illustrated yeah. and then on the back there's an affirmation but down the bottom is like questions and prompts for parents to have conversations with kids about developing a growth mindset so like this one for example says it's okay for me not to know everything i'm always learning but then down the bottom it says talk about something you've just learned recently and reflect on how together you're still learning new things even at your age oh that's awesome so it's like that's helping, so cool. i love that helping kids to because i never um, know what to say i never know what to all how to open conversations well i just like go that. like how did you what did you do at school today she's yeah. like i sure it says the same thing she's got like a script she goes i did drawing and painting and cha-. i'm like you didn't do all those things you just like yeah. rattle things off to me so it's not a genuine conversation is that yeah. your product though cool. Sarah? this is mine yeah oh, why didn't you plug it yeah um I'm just a really bad saleswoman. Do you want to do a quick... <laughs> just a really bad marketer. Do you want to do a little quick thing um, we can yeah, tack on? It's still recording. Yeah, why don't we do a quick... Oh, do you want to just start with... Yeah. I've also I, got I, these... Well, shall I put a shall I put a discount code out? Oh, yeah. Yeah, if she's happy to do a cold coffee. Um, cold, cold coffee 10 or, cold, 10 or cold coffee 20 or whatever you want to do. Yeah, so... Um, and we'll put it in the show notes as well with a link to them. So just go also. Let's see one. Sorry, Dean's just plugging in her phone. Yeah, so we'll just start with. Hold on, she's trying to find a plug. 
Don't worry. Don't worry about it. Okay. Ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. Go. And I also have these um, affirmation cards, which... Right there. It's okay. I mean, see what I'm I'm fucking terrible. <laughs> okay, let's start again. Um, I also designed some affirmation cards that are aimed at helping kids to develop a growth mindset. Uh-huh. And they are affirmation cards with a little twist. So there's three parts to them. Mm-hmm. And one is that there's an affirmation. And then we have a statement of acceptance. So we're helping kids to normalize these feelings. We're helping kids to understand their human experiences. And then down the bottom, there's either um, prompts or questions to actually help parents have conversations with children about developing that growth mindset. And it's really aimed at connecting with their human experience Ah. and normalizing storytelling. So the prompts are things that are really easy to do. And I know that there's... um, lots of different affirmations that are available to children and their families. But what I find parents miss is how to actually extend that conversation right. and how to integrate that conversation. To ask into the right life. questions. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So can you hold them up? They're in a little box. That's so um, cute. Yeah, that's what I really struggle with. How do you open those conversations? Yeah. What words and language to use? Each one of them has been hand illustrated oh, and goodness. all of them have oh, prompts oh, down gorgeous. the bottom. Yeah, because every question I ask, I just get grunts out of Max or Bells. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. How's the day? Yep. yep. No. Nothing. Yes. Good. We don't get yes. much. Like we just want to pull it out. You yeah. know, it's there. Yeah. But, oh, that's yeah. great. So I tend to find that bedtime is a really good yeah. time for this because kids love to stall bedtime. Yeah. They and they'll do. tell you all their stories at mm-hmm. bedtime. But it's actually really nice just to dim the lights a little bit and have these conversations when kids don't have to be looking at you. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. And did you have a little discount code? Did you say? Oh, I do. Cold coffee ten. Cold coffee we'll 10. get you 10% off it. Oh, amazing. Anything that can help to yep. <laughs> do accelerate a conversation is, yeah, a, a winner in my book. 100%. Thank you so much, Sarah. It's amazing to speak to you. Yeah, thanks, Sarah. And we'll be following you on Instagram Thank for more tips. Me. Okay. Bye. Bye. Yeah, bye. Okay, now we can. I just, wow, like, <laughs> I feel like I that was like the spanking I needed. There's a lot you to know? unpack in that. A yeah. lot. I feel like I just have to go back and reframe the whole way that I look at Eva. It's all for me, it's all about just getting and I, I think with you as well, like getting the tantrum over and done with. But really it's like let's actually let it it's important that they experience it. Oh for yes, that was the thing, like for us having the energy to let them play it out. Because it's heartbreaking <gasps> on us to watch it. Oh man, it's tough. It's tough. But now that I understand yeah. why. Um, and I need to let her go through that and I need to not fear the meltdown because I've been living in fear of that meltdown that since was the day the I became one, a parent. Yeah. Number one takeaway. And now it's like I'm not going to fear that anymore and I'm going to give them wheat picks at, at dinner. That's what I took from that, right? Okay. Got fear the meltdown and You've got to tell me how it goes. <laughs> okay, I will. I will check in with you. Keep <gasps> right. your phone on. All right. Okay. Cool. See you next <laughs> see week. See you in the Facebook group, guys, and we'll see you on Friday for the fix. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye.